Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover personal journeys behind their work, explore options from indie to traditional publishing, and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. I'm your host, Katherine Taylor. Well, Let's Get Writing is all about the writing experience from creation to publication. I like to say that we introduce you to the people behind the stories you love, and we bring life to books. So please share and like and follow the show. It goes live every week on my Facebook page at Katherine Taylor Media and is permanently hosted on my YouTube channel at Katherine Taylor TV. And if you like content on the go, we're available as a podcast on your favorite platform. Now, my guest today on Let's Get Writing is a writer, performer, director, and dramaturge originally from Metepec, Mexico and now based in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador. He is the artistic director of Todos Productions, the artistic associate for Playwrights Atlantic Resource Center, and general manager for Neighborhood Dance Works in St. John's. He is a proud member of the Quilted Collective, and we'll be learning more about that. And I would like you to welcome along with me, Santiago Guzman, to Let's Get Writing. And he should be here in just a moment. Hi, Santiago. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? Great. I'm so glad to have this time with you because I've been watching a lot of the work that you do and that you've been doing over the past few years here in our province. And I'm very excited to have the opportunity to share that with viewers and let them know all about what you do. And starting by the first thing, how did you end up here in Newfoundland and Labrador? Well, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here as well. Um, I moved to Newfoundland and Labrador in 2015 to pursue an acting degree. So before a writer, I wanted to be an actor. And because um, the stories that I was being given or that I was seeing around me were not representative of who I was and where I came from, I thought that it would be best for me to write the stories myself. And that's how I slowly but surely became a writer. Well, you know, it's a great concept to be able to write your own material. And actually, you are doing quite a bit of performance as well. And um, there's several different ways that your creativity is expressed. But as a newcomer to Newfoundland and Labrador, how was that experience for you to come? I, I mean, it's quite unusual. You were in Mexico and all of a sudden you're doing your theater studies here at Grenfell College on the Cornerbrook uh, campus. And that's a long way to, to, to go to find a home such as that for your studies. How did that come about? Well, I actually, so I was very hesitant to pursue an acting degree when I was in Mexico because, you know, I think that, uh, and a lot of people might be able to relate to that, but when, when it comes to the arts, there is this big taboo of like, we won't be able to live from, from this industry. So I was hesitant. 
Um, but then when I decided to actually pursue uh, an acting career, I thought that I, if I was going into an acting uh, degree, especially for theater, um, that I was going to learn how to do Shakespeare. But I thought, well, if I already speak English, I can actually, you know, perform in English, I thought. Uh, how about I go somewhere where I can learn how to do Shakespeare in the language that Shakespeare wrote? Um, I was also very, um, I was trying to run away from a rejection. I was very interested in, in applying to the National Theatre School in Mexico, but I felt like I was not good enough. So I said, well, if I apply somewhere else where they don't know me, where they there is no relationship whatsoever. And if they reject me, I would be able to deal with that rejection differently. Um, but I was very lucky that I actually got accepted and I didn't have a plan B. It was either going to uh, Memorial University of not going anywhere. <laughs> so I'm really glad I did um, end up uh, getting in and, and, you know, like, of course, coming all the way from Mexico into Cornerbrook, Newfoundland and Labrador. Well, that was a huge adjustment. I had seen uh, snow before, but I had actually never been living in a place where it snowed. So that was like an adjustment. And also the language, I thought that I was bilingual. But when I arrived here, I actually realized that I was able to communicate in English, but I wasn't bilingual. And that was also an adjustment when it came to my performance skills. I totally understand that having studied French, Santiago, and that, that part where you actually have to really put it into play and listening to other people. And you picked Newfoundland, so we're famous for our various accents around the island. And yes, it is English, but very, very in different ways, places where pronunciations are very different at times. So you gave yourself a challenge. I would say by now you must be very, very bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, that was lovely so since you did that and I was a big move I'm sure but I, I picked up on the point you said that you felt that well you might not be able to do it you'll go where no one knows you and um, that was a brave thing to do in many ways Santiago because it was not just um, going where no one knew you but you left everything behind your family and and went to a very different place so I guess Maybe some of the fear of failure left you with that, but certainly I don't think you had to worry about that. And your success here, if that's any indication of where you're going, it's just the beginning. Thank you. That is so kind of you to say. I really appreciate Well, let's get into some of the projects you've been working on and let people see exactly what it is that I'm talking about. One of the first ones that I've quite enjoyed watching is uh, We Are Here, and I'm just going to show it in the stream. And this is a, a wonderful project. There you are. There I am with a lot of Photoshop. <laughs> yes, but, you know, that's part of the business. We love Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> Santiago, this is, you recently finished a six-part series, and it was all about that experience of being here in Newfoundland and the immigrant experience, if, if, if I'm trying to summarize it, which is very hard to do, but I'll let you talk about what you, why you did this and what you covered. Totally. I think that one of the things that I feel like I constantly have to explain in the community is that part of like how I ended up here and uh, how, why am I still here? And um, so I wanted to share that a little bit of like my journey coming into uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. But 
also, I realized that there were not a lot of stories uh, about other communities um, and other, uh, other groups and cultures that are present in our city um, that were not spoken uh, that they, about, that there were not, nothing, just like very minimal information about it. So I decided to talk about how diverse Newfoundland and Labrador has always been, but just we don't talk about it. Um, so in these six episodes, we explore different um, cultures and communities um, that have made Newfoundland and Labrador home. So we have um, uh, Mexico, we have India, Jamaica, Portugal, Nigeria, and um, uh, did I say China? There you go. China. China. Uh, <laughs> I always, thank you. I always remember that one. <laughs> Thank you. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful um, uh, series where we really get to see um, like businesses and we understand about the history of, of these communities in, in our province. Uh, but we also get to see people and their stories as well. So I, I part of the work and my body of work is that I try to create platforms for others to be seen and be heard. And, you know, I think many times we forget that we do have a history of diversity. There's certainly been a push in that direction in recent years and, you know, in many provinces to become more diverse, but particularly Newfoundland, because we haven't had what we perceive as a lot of immigration. But if you do think back and you bring that to our attention through these programs, that there have been people here. And uh, people that I know, in fact, one person I've worked with my, my whole career in, in uh, kind of my business side, um, her grandmother came directly from China. And, you know, when I think of that experience that she had, I was particularly drawn to the story about China, but all of them were, were absolutely intriguing and will open your eyes. So I encourage people to, to find the series and, and have a look at it because it will open your eyes to the fact that we are fairly diverse here, plenty of room for growth, and we're, we're seeing that, but, um, but there is a history here for sure. So once you finished that series, I just want to see if I have any other photos. This is, you can maybe comment. No, we're back to handsome you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so apart from that, you have also been writing for the stage. And you've been recently performing in uh, in the province, uh, St. John's at the LSPU Hall, and you went across to the other side of the province and performed in Cornerbrook as well. And that production was called Alter. So why don't you tell me about that and and share that story? Absolutely. Uh, well, I think that I I am very lucky that I get to explore different media where I wrote We Are Here, which is, you know, like a TV show. And then I wrote this play. I mean, I, I wrote Altar um, back in 2019. And that was um, my very first time writing for theater. I had written short films, but I had never written theater per se. So that was my first stab at writing theater. And again, it was just, I was just getting tired and frustrated that every single part that I was cast on was um, a background role or a, a role that was like supporting other people's narrative, but it was never about me. And I was always playing stereotypical characters um, simply because of my cultural background. So I decided to really embrace who I am and, and tell a story that was very close to me. And so this play, um, 
is about a young queer immigrant uh, person uh, whose name is Eugenio, uh, who has moved to um, Newfoundland and Labrador to study as well. And he also fell in love with a, with a man. And, uh, but unfortunately, this person broke his heart. So he has been dealing with that uh, loss. Um, and, and the way that this, uh, his partner disappeared was that actually he ghosted him. And for those of you who don't know what ghosting is, is um, when you're uh, dating someone or in, in uh, dating apps, um, people all of a sudden stop talking to you out of the blue. So in this play, Eugenio has been ghosted and he just like can't move on from this um, uh, period of his life. So he decides to, he's reminded about the, the, the cultural tradition of uh, Dia de Muertos or Day of the Dead. Um, that is, is all about honoring and, and celebrating the life of those who have passed away and that are not, no longer with us. Um, so through an altar in, in Mexico, we celebrate and summon them to reconnect in an annual event called Day of the Dead. So Eugenio in the play thinks that by setting up an altar, he can summon his ghost who left him behind. Uh, but then by setting up th this altar, he uh, realizes that he has also been a ghost in the past. Oh, interesting. And I've, I've added um, a, a shot from the, uh, the play there, very dramatic looking. It's you. It's, it's a piece of work that you are the main character, the only character. And just tell us a little bit, just there you are. That's and, me. <laughs> Santiago, the feeling of the play, I know you've often told me that you, you do work with humor. Is it a, a serious piece or what type? I, I mean, I know there are serious aspects, but what does it encompass? It is a comedy, a full-on comedy about about you know a, a person who is like really dealing with with a heartbreak and trying to navigate that situation. But I think that it is a um, it becomes like a um, you know like look at that like the show is not like very very serious uh, based on that picture of my face. Um, so it's I think that it is it is that exploration of like and the meaning of of being an immigrant and falling in love and trying to identify and building relationships. Um, but I think that most of my work is um, touches on comedy because I feel like I can access my audience in a way that being dramatic all the time will not. So if I make you laugh, you soften up and then I can, you know, be more honest and then get to your heart. Um, so, yeah. And Santiago, I think humor that's a common use for humor sometimes to, to pull our de defenses down and and get us open and and then open to receive messages really and um i think you in your work you you cover such things as as being queer or a person of color and you you tackle these topics which are really every they're everyday things but i think you do it in such as a way in a broad universal way that everyone can relate to it Exactly. And I think that that is the important thing about this, like, for instance, Altar, that is a play. Yes, of course, the character is queer. Yes, of course, the character is Mexican. Yes, of course, you know, uh, he is an immigrant. But at the end of the day, um, the themes that I cover are themes of love, family, friendship, you know, like at the core, these are our general and, and universal values that we and themes that we can relate to. And I think that that is important to to see, you know, unfortunately, we haven't seen 
characters that are dealing with these themes, right? So for me, it is important to still talk about these universal matters in a way that comes from a different perspective, a different cultural background. And that is like what I'm interested in. And, and I, I think that that is like the most important thing. I, I always think about my work being for someone else. So I am highly aware that there is another person on the receiving end. So just tailoring my work in that way that is, is going to get them something from my work. And you know, while we're on the topic of theater and stage, you at the moment are in Fredericton, New Brunswick, and uh, also working on another production that's coming up. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. And what took you to Fredericton? How did, how did you end up? <laughs> that's right. Well, I am currently uh, in, in Fredericton uh, with uh, Theatre New Brunswick rehearsing uh, Miss Bennett, uh, Christmas at Pemberley, which is also a Christmas comedy about um, uh, Christmas um, from the perspective of the characters of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. So it is a beautiful story. It's actually quite funny and it's very moving as well because, you know, we have different uh, themes around a family and and sisterhood specifically, uh, relationships, uh, love, obviously. Uh, and, and it has been a beautiful experience. I am so lucky to be working with a team that is so diverse. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here, because I saw that that was an opportunity. Um, and But also very talented. Everyone is bringing their A game. So we have like professionals in our industry telling this amazing story. So I am just delighted to be here. Yeah, well, you're not letting any dust <laughs> land on you. That's for sure. You're you're spreading your talents and and sharing what you're doing with not only Newfoundland and Labrador, but this is this is great. Now, on top of the, this work that you're doing, you're also you also were a participant in this wonderful book, Us Now, which uh, recently um, came out, published by Breakwater Books. And I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, You know, I've been learning, you know, we talk about diversity and and what we're doing, but in interviewing people like you, Santiago, and reading these books that come to my desk, I myself have been learning a lot about people who come to our province and the experiences that they go through as racialized um, Newfoundlanders. And what it feels like and they're like anyone else if we took ourselves and put ourselves in an unfamiliar setting or left family behind and i think sometimes perhaps we as newfoundlanders don't always think that we 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 sometimes we hold back talking to people or not sharing that common human experience that people must feel and i found reading this book really gave me a lot of feeling for for people who come here so this is our next topic. <laughs> Why don't you talk a little bit about your contribution to it? You shared a story in there called Vanity. So that's right. Well, I, I think I just want to add to something that you mentioned before. That is that through work like this, like this anthology, and we are here, the show that I did, it really helped me understand and learn a little bit more of other people's perspectives. And that is what is very um, fulfilling and, and rich for me and what I do. So a uh, collection like Us Now brings me to that as well, to get to learn from other people's perspective, but also their backgrounds. Um, 
And how this uh, collection came to be was uh, from uh, uh, participation between um, the uh, Office of Multiculturalism and uh, Memorial University of Newfoundland to bring in um, racialized uh, immigrants to discuss and to, to take these workshops on creative writing. So I was very lucky to have received an invitation to be a part of this. And originally I thought that it was just going to be a series of workshops. Uh, some of my, my colleagues say that it was very clear from the very beginning that we were going to be published. I wasn't really sure. So I was just writing and it was an opportunity because as you know already from my work is that I do playwriting, screenwriting, but creative fiction was something that I wasn't really doing. So I was really intrigued by it. Um, so that's what I what I was personally trying to get from this experience. And of course, it, it, it landed on this story, Vanity, that I wrote as part of this workshop. And to me, it was important, again, to bring those themes and, and aspects of my own identity and, and their intersections with others to the forefront and to, like... Um, place them in something that is that you know that that I also am part of which is Newfoundland and Labrador so I really wanted to talk about queerness and relationship to to your parents uh, but also love uh, from from that perspective and Santiago you worked with Lisa Moore uh, she was leading the workshops and I think her uh, edited by Lisa Moore and I recently did a workshop with Lisa through uh, the Writers Alliance of Newfoundland and Labrador, a tremendously gifted leader and 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 also writer. But when when it comes to sharing ideas or bringing out the best of people, she's so talented in what she does. The people who were taking part in this, and yourself included, was there a hesitancy knowing that you were going to be publishing a book? Um, in, in a new place where you lived or were people shy about it or nervous or what were the feelings or excited? Well, I, I don't think I can speak for the other writers, but I think that there is once I found out that the, um, that the story was going to be published, of course, the, the stakes were very high because you wanted to publish like good material. Um, so, but I was excited overall because to me, us now, is an introduction to the diverse uh, Newfoundland and Labrador literature that we have, you know, and, and it's it's a contribution to that um, process of, of really opening space for voices that belong and that are part of this, this beautiful province that we call home, but that historically we haven't had an opportunity to be seen and be heard. So I am just like absolutely excited that an anthology like us now exists and I'm just so privileged to be a part of that team. Yes, and, and you know, Santiago, there is this stereotype of the Newfoundlander as being this uh, gregarious, large living, you know, devil may care type of person who likes to drink and likes to sing and likes to party. But, you know, there's so much more to our people than that stereotype. Um, but what is your take on what did you know? Were you ever exposed to that stereotype, or did you come expecting anything like that when you moved here? Well, I actually so I had no idea about Newfoundland and Labrador before I moved here. Of course, you know, as uh, in Mexico, all I knew about Canada was Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa, and that was it. Vancouver, maybe, 
Um, so I really didn't know much about Newfoundland and Labrador. When I arrived and I started learning about this province, um, I started learning more about those stereotypes, like the accent and a couple of little like um, tropes or, um, you know, uh, things that that are associated with the idea of Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, so in the beginning, I was just embracing it and, you know, taking it as, as it is. But now that I am learning more about how other types of stereotypes are perpetuated on, on a person like me, I understand the 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 difficulty and um, the 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 hard things that stereotypes bring to different communities because that's not who we are, right? Like I think that the stereotypes of Newfoundlanders and Labradorians are very very small to what we actually are, and they are dangerous because then there is that assumption that there that's the only thing that exists. So. I think that even in my work, I try to like broaden a little bit more that understanding as well from my perspective as an immigrant. Like what what does it actually means to be a Newfoundlander? What does it look like? What does like the, the Newfoundland and Labrador theater looks like? The literature, the music. And, and for me also the process of, of um, educating myself and diversifying my own um, material and, and, and the work that I see and that I uh, take in as, a, as an audience as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you when when I was reading about you, I uh, I looked at some of your blogs, and I love this one particularly. Mexican by birth, hair by choice. <laughs> I finished school, and I'm sticking around. And when yeah. I yeah, when I read when I read that, it was it was heartwarming, and it it uh, I don't know, it just made me understand you better, but. Indeed, you are, you your intentions are to continue to stay here and to contribute to our artistic community. Is that correct? Uh, that's absolutely correct. I identify as a Newfoundlander and Labradorian by choice. I one of my goals in my arts practice is to also, uh, as I am elevating the Mexican culture, I am elevating Newfoundland and Labrador with what I do, and to demonstrate that we are diverse indeed. That there is people like me doing the work that I am doing. So um, absolutely, I think that that's one of the things that I focus most in the work that I do. And, you know, like even um, having this interview all the way from, from New Brunswick, that shows that I am bringing my heart, myself, my identities everywhere I go and Newfoundland and Labrador being one. And just like demonstrated that we have a lot of talented people in Newfoundland and Labrador. Absolutely. <laughs> And, you know, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Is there anything that you still miss about about home now that you've said? Uh, well, you know, home is uh, St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador to me. Uh -huh. I miss Mexico. I love Mexico. Mexico will always be my home country. But now home is uh, Newfoundland. And that was a very interesting process for me as an immigrant to really decide there was a, a moment in my life where I felt like Mexico wasn't feeling like home anymore and Newfoundland was still new to me for me to call it home. Now I find myself in a very comfortable place where I know that home is St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah. Um, but I do miss Mexico. I miss my parents. I miss my sister. I miss speaking English 24-7. I miss eating my Mexican food, which is the best food in the world, I think, but I might be biased. <laughs> it's um, pretty good. So anyway, I do miss, but uh, I am very happy to be able to bring my culture and my family and my heritage 
forward in Newfoundland and Labrador. And you certainly, I think probably one of the best ways is through your webpage. And I just want to um, let people know, take time to check out Santiago's work or an opportunity to see him. Certainly, this is a wonderful book. Thank you, Breakwater Books, again, for, for bringing us stimulating literature. And Santiago, thank you so much for taking time from your rehearsal schedule to <laughs> chat with me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's always nice talking to you. And uh, yeah, thank you for the space and the time. Absolutely. And folks, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, Let's Get Writing is available anytime on your um, YouTube, on my YouTube channel. And I appreciate all your support. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.